0: Hello and welcome to The Yarn, a podcast from the Australian wool industry. I'm Marius Cumming. A little bit later we head to South Australia and hear from some very young and enthusiastic sheep people. Uh, There are an increasing number of people, uh, young people wanting to join the wool industry, which is fantastic and we'll hear from some of those. We also spend quite a bit of time talking about the market, its current state and also the opportunity to potentially lock in uh, the market as it is at the moment. And with 32 years of experience, AWI Trade consultant Scott Carmody certainly knows plenty about the Australian wool market. He is in the room and he does write about the market quite considerably. Some are talking about a bit of resistance for the 21 micron types around that $14 to $15 mark. And I sat down with Scott and asked him...
1: If you agreed, you're quite right Maurice. I mean what we're seeing in the sirens is the markets hitting a certain uh, price point particularly around that 1500 cent mark clean for your 21 microns we sort of break through that 1500 maybe 5 10 15 above it then we sort of you know hit that area where we we bounce back under it pretty quickly so I mean there seems to be a trading range at the moment between that late 1300s that 1380 to 1500 you know I'm a great believer in you know you do study the current market not what happened 500 years ago what is is clearly evident is the peak price on the most traded commodity in China is the type 55 F, which is a 21 micron FNF merino, and that appears to be a ceiling of around that 1,500 cent, 15, 20 cent mark at the moment. In saying that, I don't believe in ceilings. I believe that, you know, given the true demand that's flowing, particularly out of India and China at the moment we can place pressure on that over the next couple of months. So I think by the end of May into June, we might see this market even improving where it is at the moment. So a lot of people are saying that the supply
0: into the market has been driving the market, but the bigger commentary is saying that this is a demand-driven market. People are wanting Australian wool.
1: Absolutely. I mean, it's a very simple job, you know, wool trading. Uh, you, you, you buy something at a price and you sell it at hopefully a, a slightly higher price. I mean, no-one's getting fat out of these these high prices. The margins um, in wool trading through my 32 years has, has been relatively narrow for the amount of investment in, in that trading environment. But at the moment, we're looking at a, a, a series of prices. If you look at prices 18.5 micron or finer, you're looking at well over that two thousand cent mark, and we're now we're now heading into the three, four, five months of that. So, the further we go into the end of this season, we're seeing that the supply has grown this year by four four and a half percent through the test house at auction we're seeing six seven percent more wool being offered firsthand at auction that to me is a clear indicator that the demand is certainly kicking the supply out of the way The wool is being used it's being shipped it, it's uh, being paid for immediately uh, that tells me that the uh, the consumer in the markets leading this it's not you know, people speculating or people trading trying to kick prices up or any of that sort of nature this is true demand flowing out of our users and uh i think it was the late michael lempria that said uh,
0: no one in the entire industry sells any wool until someone hands over some plastic and
1: buy something at retail that that yeah and, and the greatest respect to michael um one of our, our greatest ever traders in the business and um very true you're not buying all to store it or, or look at it or, or put it in a shed to, you know, muse over what a wonderful bale it is. You know, the auction market pays the price that someone else is prepared to pay. So does it
0: feel sustainable? We don't do price predictions, but uh, from someone who's at the coal
1: face. How sustainable is the current market? I believe that because of the wide variety of, you know, back in 2011 we saw a huge price spike. The, the market spiked five, six, seven dollars, and, and a lot of the fine walls back, the super fine wools, eight and a half and finer, were actually three, 300 cents better than what they are today. But we got the impression back in 2011 that it was one or two companies only that were leading that charge, Mario, so it, was, it didn't feel right. This one's a little bit different where we've got three or four using nations. Okay, albeit China is obviously leading the charge, but we've got, you know, your Indians and your Europeans. I mean, they're the most active I've seen for a number of years. And with so many people paying today's price, I mean, they don't want to see where they've bought wool. I mean, the wool they're buying today, it's not going to be on a shelf somewhere for two or three months. So they don't want to see the bottom fall out of the market either. Scott Carmody there, AWI Trade Consultant.
0: Someone else who has spent plenty of time talking about wool, growing wool and indeed shearing is Robert Herman from Mercado Market Analysis. Now I've been wanting to catch up with Robert for some time to to talk on the yarn. I finally uh, got to do so recently and just asked Robert what his current advice to his clients was in terms of the wool market.
2: Our current advice revolves completely around what's happening in the market today and that is if you've got wool sell it for goodness sake sell it i mean it, it this is very good times to be turning the product you're producing into money and if the price is good now um we know prices vary i mean wool growers have been through you know so many ups and downs and uh, and it's not being negative to say that these prices won't be here forever Something will change in the future. It always has. It may get dearer, but it will change. So it's about actually trying to take advantage of these really good times we're seeing now and set the wool growing business up for, you know, the next three, four, five years. And the tools are
0: very much available to do that, as they have been around for quite some time. So... uh... Uh, what, what is your advice in yeah. terms of managing that risk? Look,
2: the, f- the first thing about the tools is that the, the good thing about the wool industry, it has forward tools. If you, if you have a look at the lamb and the beef industry, there aren't any forward tools for, for beef producers and, and sheep producers in Australia. The wool, wool has it. And the other fortunate thing about it is it's very simple. You know, your agent, your wool broker, will do all of the work around it and, and make it happen. The big challenge for the wool growers is, though, you know, do I do something... If the answer is yes, because the price is good, how much do I do? And, um, and we're thinking that should be the question right now. Not, is this a good price? Yes, it is a good price. The next question is, how much do I do? Do I do 10%? Do I do, and then maybe in six months' time, I do 20% more? Have a strategy. So.
0: The wool industry was, I understand, the first to have a futures contract, a greasy uh, futures contract many years ago. There are many reasons why wool growers don't forward sell. Part of it, I presume, is because they may have been burnt before, is part of it Mm. because they can store the wool physically Mm. and it's a non-perishable item. What are the barriers for farmers not
2: doing this? Well, firstly, with forward selling, you don't have to forward sell. You know, you can wait. It's not as though you're getting paid for it now, so there's no immediate cash benefit. So that means the decision to forward sell has to be based around other thoughts, and it's about um, preventing, um, preserving yourself against risk or taking opportunity. So... You're right to to highlight that the original futures contract in Australia, the exchange, was called the Greasy Wool Futures Exchange and uh, it's had a chequered history and uh, now the Australian Stock Exchange owns it. But we would say have a look at what's happening in the market, take some defensive positions when things are good. It's easier to do it when things are good than when things are bad. So certainly sell any wool you've got now, but maybe look at selling a little bit forward for, for your future production. So you
0: must have clients that are both grain growers and wool growers. Grain growers, this comes a second yeah. nature to them, but yeah. as wool growers they don't. Are, are those mixed farmers much more open to looking at... Not uh, really. Water? Not
2: really, Maurice. It's interesting because the way they look at grain is that grain you outlay a lot of money, you, you invest a lot of money to actually produce your crop. Cotton's another one. You know, people often say, oh, cotton producers sell, a lot, sell up to 70 80% forward. Well, they've outlaid a lot of money. And so they have to make sure they've got that investment covered. And if you're borrowing it, banks insist that you actually take that sort of cover. With Wool, it's, much, it's a simpler system. You know, we can, we can sell something at auction, uh, at auction when our clip comes in and we can hold it quite easily. It's non-perishable, It doesn't attract a lot of cost to hold it. Um, so that's in itself some sort of risk management where we can spread our sales. But having a forward sale program or a strategy only complements that. It adds another level to it. And we wouldn't say you would be forward-selling all the time or forever. We'd say but be in a position where you understand what the price is for your product and if it's attractive, then just have a crack at it.
0: Robert Herman there from Mercado Market Analysis. Let's change gears now and head to South Australia to the South Australian Sheep Expo, which is an introduction for secondary and tertiary students to... Uh, the sheep and wool industries. AWI's Emily King was over there presenting and she caught up with a few of the students.
3: So we're here at the 2017 SA Sheep Expo with Patrick Conlon and Lachlan Lyons. Patrick's a senior and Lachlan is a junior. Hi Patrick and Lachlan, how are you going?
1: Good thanks, yourself. Good, thanks.
3: Really well, thank you. Uh, so, at the SA Sheep Expo, they've got a bit of a buddy system going. Patrick, how do you how have you found the buddy system?
1: Yeah, it was really rewarding. Um, I thought it was good to have a sense of responsibility, not just worrying about myself. Uh, and also, it teaches you a lot when you got to learn, not just with your own sheep, but someone else's.
3: And Lachlan, have you found it to be a good experience having a buddy? Yeah, I think it's helped me a lot with my sheep and, in general, a lot. Right. And have you been able to teach Patrick anything? Don't know. Everything I know. And um, Patrick, you're doing ag science at the Uni of Melbourne, um, but you don't actually come from a farm, family background in farming, but not from a farm yourself. Do you reckon this has been a worthwhile experience? I mean, you're giving up some of your uni holidays to be here. Do you think this has been a worthwhile experience?
1: Yeah, for sure. The only experience I really have in my family is from cropping and I've always wanted to learn something practical about the livestock industry so I think this has really opened my eyes.
3: How old are you Lachlan? Twelve. And do you think this has been a good use of your school holidays? Yes. And do you think you'll come back next year? Yes, definitely. Patrick, what about you?
1: Yeah, well, I've only learned about the use and so I've still got ramps to go. Yep.
3: Excellent, thanks guys. I'm here with Emily Attard, who was the 2016 SA Sheep Expo senior winner. And Emily's from Victoria. Hi, Emily, how
4: are you going? Good, thanks, Emily.
3: How are you? Really well. As the senior winner, you won the opportunity to go to New Zealand on a study tour. How was that?
4: Yeah, absolutely amazing, unforgettable, um, had a great time and learnt loads. <laughs>
3: And so I guess that'll be some things that you'll have with you now for life.
4: Definitely. It accompanies things that I've learned at the expo as well as uni. um, And then I can take away what I've learned to starting my own stud, which is Churong Valley Corridors. That's great. And what doors has winning this competition opened for you? Yep, so I've just got a huge list of contacts now where I can do work experience, um, any information I need, any help I need. Um, made lots of friends as well which is really good within the industry.
3: Excellent and what are you looking to do career
4: wise? Yep so I want to be a large animal veterinarian so production animals I'm currently at the University of Melbourne doing my Bachelor of Agriculture and the plan is to apply for the Doctor of Veterinary Medicine at Melbourne. Excellent,
3: pretty exciting Yep, very exciting. (laughs) And I guess, uh, I think I know the answer to this but would you recommend SA Sheep Expo?
4: Definitely, I've actually brought a team over of some um, other Melbourne Uni students that are interested in sheep and to Promote the expo to them, but yeah, anyone just get involved, even if you have a slight liking for sheep, just come over and see what we've got to offer. Great, thanks, Emily. No worries.
0: Emily King there, catching up with Melbourne University student Emily Attard, and something tells me we'll be hearing a fair bit more from Emily Attard, and uh, it was nice to, to hear them both speaking there. Now, if you have someone who you think would enjoy something like that, the National Merino Challenge is coming up quite soon. And uh, again, it is a great introduction to the wool industry. It's being held in Melbourne in late May. If you'd like more information or indeed if you'd like to register, head to wool.com. Well, that's the latest edition of The Yarn. Thank you very much for joining us. If you have any suggestions or feedback, email me at, the yarn at wool.com. It would be great to hear from you. Thanks again for listening, and I look forward to your company soon.